This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Peter Sherman's in the house, broadcaster and former conservative MPP. How's the Shermanator? I'm doing well. I love this sunny weather. Don't you? Yeah. Baby, it's wet outside. We well, should change the lyrics. Be careful with that uh, lyric. Well, yeah, John Legend, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, change the lyrics. Go figure. Uh, talk about pandering. Stephen Holliday is with us, the Deputy Mayor and Counselor for Ward 2 at Tobacco Centre. How's Stephen? I'm doing great, and I agree. Rain, rain, go away. Because Stephen doesn't want to eat all the leftover candy at our house tonight. <laughs> yeah, leftover. Uh, by the way, it's supposed to. It's supposed to uh, sort of stop within the next half hour or so, and then, uh, I guess, give the kids an opportunity to get out there and around midnight, going to get windy and colder. David Wills, rounding out the panel, Senior Vice President of Media Profile. That's a leading Toronto public relations agency. How's David? David's great. I'm going to rush home. I'm going to get dressed in my costume for Halloween. I'm going to dress like Peter Sherman. I'm going to stand on my porch and yell at all the kids to get off my lawn. There you go. That's my plan. (laughs) All right. Uh, Very convincing, by the way. Let me start with you, Stephen Holliday. I'm curious about something here just quickly uh, because in the aftermath of Megan Murphy, the feminist speaking at the uh, Palmerston branch of the Toronto Public Library amidst much rancor and resentment, The trans community figures she's a a bigot and uh, transphobic and so on and so forth. So now, uh, apparently, City Council voted on uh, reviewing how Toronto operates with public spaces. Yes. And uh, my understanding is you were like the lone dissenting voice in this. I was. I read that motion and I, you know, what the thought came into my mind was really this was an attack on the librarian. The librarian stood hard and fast. She made a decision about what was appropriate for the library and what was not. And unfortunately, Council bigfooted her the other day. I know the motion's got a bunch of words in it, but essentially that's what it was. And, you know, my thoughts are, of all the places to go figure out what it is that is, you know, obscene or over the line, it's the library. They have millions of books and pieces of material. And this is the essence of what they do. They, they have stuff uh, available to read and to look at from all parts of history. And where something doesn't belong, they reject it. And in this case, council decided, uh, you know, we need to, to look at those policies again and, and perhaps suggest that they need to be changed. And I'm not comfortable with that. They know their business. They need to be left to make the decisions on this. Here, here. Well, what I don't understand, though, is that this was like almost a unanimous vote save for you. What's Tory doing on this? Well, you know, I, I can't speak for the other members of council. I, I, and we see this sometimes at council, and, and people know me and my style. I don't like to wade into these academic discussions. I'm a really nuts and bolts kind of guy, and I think we need to be really focused on on the business of the city. And others like to bring larger political issues into the arena, uh, and I guess the councillors went for it in this case. David Wills, I mean, is this a place to wade into? I mean, for city council, the use of public spaces, including the libraries, you got to have sort of, I don't know, a vetting committee now? Well, no, I don't think that I don't think that's what they're going for as a vetting committee. I don't know as much about this issue as Stephen does. I think with the review, it's because there were some questions raised on what um, what constitutes hate speech, what constitutes this. So I don't think a review is necessarily a bad thing. And I think the fact that it has left and right support probably shows that maybe a thoughtful review is going to be fine. Peter Sherman, a final thought. I'm with Stephen Holliday. Uh, I think it's uh, entirely up to the librarian, which is what has historically been the case, number one. Number two, uh, I'll put right on the table the fact that in my own family, we've got trans. I've got no 
phobias for trans people. Um, I, I think, however, there are a lot of people who want to debate, and that enters into it. Example of that may not have been on Megan Murphy's plate that particular night, the whole issue of uh, trans women in sports and whether, and whether or not people who were born of the female gender and are on those teams want them or want to compete against them, that kind of thing. Why can't we discuss that in the public square? And the public library is the public square. Well, for sure, that's uh, an argument that's made its way to the Olympic Committee, to uh, the IAAF, the International Amateur Athletic Federation. You know, uh, whether or not you let transgender uh, athletes compete, if biologically born male, you know, and there's a testosterone level. That why, why are you shaking your head? Well, that's not what this was about. Though the, the her part of her speech and part of her views is that she believes that that uh, that you should deny. The gender identity of a trans person that it, that it is absolute that you deny it. So someone who is trans to become a woman, that no, they're not a female. They're not, they're, you know, absolutely not. And that was the part is that you're denying somebody their their identity, and that's part of the discussion. Is that hate speech when you deny somebody their identity? It wasn't about sports, and it's not about bathrooms, and it gets boiled down to that. It's that she wants to deny their their identity. Why as a is that human. not open to debate, David? I'm not saying it's not open to debate. It's just whether you know we we constantly have to be testing these things on what does constitute hate speech, and that's part of the discussion on that is that she denies their identity, and right. for somebody who is one of those people, that is hateful, and so that's part of the discussion. All right, but listen, if you've got people who have a dissenting point of view when it comes to say same-sex marriage, even though uh, that's protected by law, uh, where does that leave them? Well, I'm not sure that there's, like, you know, I think if people want to, I guess here's the thing is that that with free speech, because I'm an advocate for it, I, I didn't really have a problem with her speaking and I didn't have a problem with the hundred people who attended and I didn't have a problem with the thousand people who protested. I think the system worked well in that, in that regard. It was peaceful. Uh, you know, she got shouted down outside and everything else. People heard those viewpoints. I don't have a problem with that. And I, I don't have a problem with reviewing the policy if if some people found that there was some awkwardness so in it. Here's the irony in, in part of that discussion that reminded me of council the other day. We had a separate item come up yesterday afternoon, and it was this idea of temporary signs in the city. You know, we see them all around. There's these advocacy signs, they call them. Uh, no jets comes to one of them, stop this development, that sort of thing. There was a bylaw before us, and I proposed an amendment that said, instead of allowing these signs forever and perpetually, that we put a 30-day limit on the amount of time that somebody can put an advocacy sign on their lawn as a baby step towards creating a system where we can allow these things to exist. And boy, oh boy, did my colleagues jump on me, uh, you know, uh, throwing out their pre free, uh, freedom of speech, and I'm suppressing their ability to, to express uh, their opinion by putting a time limitation on that. And in the very same day, they voted to Bigfoot the librarian because they felt that her choice on this was wrong. And and I see those ironies at city council all the time, and those are the, some of the things that just drive me nuts. And that's because freedom of speech is in the eye or the ear of the beholder in our society. That's the problem that we have. And and I, I'm sorry, I'm going to put it on the table. If you're left of center, uh, and and you're looking at people who are expressing what are perceived to be right of center views, that's not allowed. You can't do that. Oh, what nonsense! But Peter? if you're right, they, no, it's not nonsense. It it's what goes on. And if, if the right it's the other selective. way doesn't work, that's correct. Correct. It's You're very being selective. No, I'm not. Stephen Holliday, conservative, doesn't want no jet signs for more than 30 days, but he seems to be okay with Doug Ford mandating a carbon anti-carbon tax one-sided message on a gas pump 
Well, uh, you want to like, talk about mixed messages, David. Go right ahead. Like, no, I'm just saying I don't understand, the, like, one or the other. I'm just giving you an example of the right versus the left. Oh, just go on to U of T campus or any campus these days because oh, those, those are the dens of discussion, or at least they used to be. And now, if you want to say anything that doesn't go along with the social justice warriors of the left, you're dead. And that's what they're trying to impose here oh, in council. Oh, my goodness. The, you know, you're, you're upset because students are left-wing you're upset because I was know, left wing as a student, but I didn't shout people down. Well, I've I remember people shouting down left wingers on campus. I remember, you know, my my thing was divest out of South Africa about apartheid, all of those things. And I remember, you and know, where did that get you? Well, they did divest. <laughs> I know. Apartheid. Look at that. As look a result at that. of you, David Wells. Positive change. Thank the, you. To the point being made, though. Uh, look, uh, if we've got time, let me slide in uh, something that Kanye West said with the radio personality Big Boy <laughs> the other day. Because, you know, to uh, the point that Peter Sherman's making, if you rattle the cage of the left, I mean, he's okay as long as he's on side culturally with them. But as soon as he breaks faith... This is like he's an apostate all of a sudden, and uh, he's just a whack job, and they try to diminish or dismiss him. This is what he said. Democrats had us voting Democrats for food stamps for years, bro. What are you talking about? Guns in the 80s, taking the fathers out the home, plan B, lowering our votes, making us abort our children. God should not kill. We brainwashed out here, bro. Come on, man. This is a free man talking. There you go. Uh, now... Is he speaking truth to power there, Peter Sherman, or is he just uh, somehow the rantings of a guy who, uh, you know, just a hip-hop guy with too much money? Well, I mean, it's Kanye West, so probably the answer to both of those questions is yes, uh-huh. because that's Kanye West. But the bottom, there's, there's this old expression, you've heard it, and I'm gonna, it's worth repeating. If you want to make a conservative angry, uh, lie to him. If you want to make a liberal angry, tell him the truth. Any comment on that? I mean, based on what he was saying, he's saying the Democrats basically have betrayed the black community. So what are we always marching in lockstep with them? Uh, in effect, in effect uh, they've decimated our communities. And, uh, you know, he talked about uh, all the other sort of social consequences to uh, mindlessly going along with their agenda. Well, you know, I can only give comment to how people comment around council and I just want to go back a little bit to the earlier point is when you when I make a right of center opinion is I'll have those snide remarks and I'll have those people come out and say you know you're not dead you're anti-democratic or you're such a capitalist or those type of things you know it just strikes me as they just don't have an intelligent argument to make against some of the points that I try to bring forward and so they they throw uh, cheap things at me and uh, you know the test is always when you go out and talk to members of the public, and a lot of people will say to me, you know, thank you for taking that position on that matter. You know, there's a lot of people that feel the same way, yet we get shouted down or we get suppressed or we get ignored uh, because our viewpoint doesn't go with those that are out on social media or those that are controlling the messages in different places. So, you know, I, I appreciate it when somebody comes out with, a, with an opinion. I always try to listen to it, and in this case, this is just another opinion in the mix. So you're with Sherman saying this is endemic of the left. You guys. Yeah. That's yeah. what he's saying. Well, you, here's this, the thing, you know, th- this, this righteousness from the right is really kind of exhausting, right? They can sit there and call the loony left, the crazy left, all of these things. But if you, as soon as you challenge the anybody from the right on something, it's like, oh, they won't listen to my opinion. They're horrible people. The right gets their way more often than not in this country. And I think they don't like an argument from the other side. What are you talking about? You know, I'll I'll give you some examples at City Hall. We get some options on the gardener. The right wing goes with the most expensive one because it's the most pro-car. 
we get some subway options. We had Transit City fully funded, all the engineering work done and everything else. But no, that was a left winger, so we had to throw the whole thing out. Now we got a mess. And we picked the more expensive option for the Scarborough subway. Those are not business decisions. They're not based on evidence. But it's like the loony left that's opposing them. They're actually the more fiscally responsible ones. But there's no there's no credit on that. So I think that there is name-calling on both sides. But I think to say that this type of activism is driven by the left, it's equally driven by the right. It's just that everybody's dug in on their side. And the Kanye West thing... He doesn't speak on behalf of all black people. He speaks on behalf of Kanye West. And you can see overwhelmingly who black uh, people in America support, and it's not the Republicans. Well, but he was uh, calling them out, basically saying, sure, hey, and he's, he's uh, got a right to do that. Well, but There's no denying that, but as an influencer, he's now being seen. This is being blown up as something consequential. It's almost a re- revolutionary act on his part. <laughs> if, if, That's what if, some people are seeing it If as. he has any influence. I'm not sure. Well, that... don't, you don't think cultural figures have influence? I'm not sure he's a cultural figure. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't like his music. There you go. One guy doesn't like his music. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.